0: Italian wine podcast. Cin, cin with Italian wine people.
1: Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Valentina Cubi, who has an organic estate winery in Fumane, in the province of Verona, in the Valpolicella region, in the Veneto, in northeast Italy. Welcome, Valentina.
0: I thank you. Uh, My winery is uh, located in in Veneto, northern Italy, northwest of Verona, in the heart of the an area dedicated to the production of uh, great wine.
1: So when did you start um, working with the family winery?
0: My husband decided to buy this property in 1970, and uh, he came from a family that had a winery in many, many years ago, many centuries ago. He wanted to repeat what he used to do with his father. So he had the opportunity to buy the first part of the, the actual property. He bought There was a small winery and some hectares of vines. And then we bought some other vines. And uh, But uh, when my husband bought this property, I was a teacher at primary school with two children, very small. Very, and so I didn't want to take care of the winery. I started later when I got retired. I started before trying to learn how to grow the vines and uh, I wanted to use less uh, chemical products and and to move to organic production.
1: So that was, I mean, that was quite unusual in those times that you wanted to go uh, organic because it wasn't very well known at that stage, was it?
0: But, you know, I think that uh, apart from the products that we have from the agriculture, but uh, every day we use water. And if what you use in agriculture goes in the in the water that we use every day, and so I wanted to to try to respect a little bit of the underground, so we work in this way.
1: Okay, so t- tell us a little bit about where the vineyards are exactly, whereabouts in the Veneto are they?
0: The vines uh, are on the hill uh, close to Verona, is not very high a position, uh, around 300 meters above the sea in a very uh, beautiful position, sunny and windy also so the grapes don't suffer a lot for the humidity. Our vines are quite old, the youngest are 25 years old, the oldest were planted in 1974.
1: Are some of your vineyards on terraces?
0: Yes, some, yes. Uh, Some are on the top of the hill so we don't need to have a lot of terraces because it's quite
1: flat so in terms of the local microclimate, what kind of influences do you, do you get regarding wind? Is there a lake nearby that provides cool winds or anything like that?
0: We have uh, the typical vines of this area, so uh, Corvina, Corvinone, Rondinella Molinara. few vines of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and Sangiovese, we use these grapes to produce IGT, is yes, QB. Like my name, the name of the wine is like my surname. But we don't produce every year this wine. Uh, but it's so small the quantity of it. It is for rain grapes that is not very important. It's only for this wine. And uh, we produce the typical wines of this area: Valpolicella Classico, Valpolicella Classico Superiore, Ripasso, Amarone, Recioto, and uh, a natural wine is a Corvina Rondinella, typical blend of Valpolicella not certified as Valpolicella, that we produce only when the grapes are perfect. It's a wine made with the grapes crushed and fermented with the own yeast of the grapes. We don't add yeast, we don't add the sulfides. It's a very interesting wine.
1: Okay, so tell us about the okay, can you tell us about the Valpolicella DOC uh, Iperico?
0: Yes, is the Valpolicella classico. The name comes ca- from some plant that you can find, some herbs actually, that you can find uh, everywhere in, in, the, in this area. Uh, and then we have uh, il tabarro, that is the Valpolicella classico superiore, and the name is the overcoat of uh, old farmers, something very thick that they used to wear in winter. And then there is arugnatico, ripasso, the, the, the name came from Arusnati people that lived in this area at the Roman time. They were strong, proud, never submitted my romance, so the right name for Repasso. Uh, Amarone is uh, called Morar. Morar is the local name of uh, mulberry tree. Mulberry tree, uh, because there were a lot of these trees in the past, they were at the beginning and at the end of the row, the vines, and the, uh, the women used to feed the silk worm with the leaves of this tree. So is um, something typical of this area. And then there is melilotto is the sweet wine. melilotto is a herb, and the name remember uh, miele honey, and so is uh, the right name for a uh, sweet wine.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yes. The natural wine is sincero, means clean.
1: And that, and how often do you make the sincero?
0: We we make the sincero only when the grapes is are completely healthy. So, in for example, in 2020, we had a little bit of hail, and so we decide to not use the grapes to to make this wine. We'll do we we'll open this year, and uh, is uh, the fermentation is spontaneous, and so. And so, is a, a special wine because it represented the, the grapes of this uh, this area.
1: So you've been organic um, for quite a long time, and you also use some biodynamic practices. Why did you Why did you choose organic and biodynamic?
0: We started in 2007. We started in a small vineyard that we have close to Verona, three hectares of vines, uh, because we wanted to experiment a little bit. Uh, what means working organic uh, way, what are the problems and uh, what sort of products you have. And in 2010 we had the first grape certified organic, we produced the first Valpolicella, the Festa Amarone organic. We love this product and we decided to work in all the state in this uh, in this way. And, and then we changed a little bit in biodynamic way in to, but the certificate is only organic. I believe in this. I think that um, the idea to have the vines that grow in a soil rich, rich because we, we work in the way, in this way, in a natural way to have a soil, and um, the vines after they are more able to, to fight some diseases, for example. We preserve the the nature also.
1: So, on you, I mean, you you have, um, you're very proud of your single vineyard wines or your single vineyards. Can you just tell us a little bit about the terroir of your vineyards that have a name? Like, uh, you have a vineyard called Casterna Vineyard. Tell us about that.
0: Casterna is the the village. uh, We are in Fumane, but not in the center of the village of Fumane. In Casternet, that is a small village close to Fumane. It is one kilometer from Fumane, but not in the center of the Fumane village. Uh, We have some vineyards. One is uh, Monte Tenda. Monte Tenda is a beautiful place. It is the top of uh, the hill. Uh, From there, you see also the Lake of Garda. It's very windy, very sunny. Uh, there is a whole building that we are rebuilding now. And uh, it's a beautiful place. Uh, 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 the vines, uh, in, this, uh, in this vineyard, we have the oldest vines. They are five and half a half meters far from one to the other one. The is pergola, the way that we grow these. Uh, is the old way to, to trail the vines. And then we have uh, Monte Crosetta, that is a little bit higher. Uh, Monte uh, Rasso, the name of a vineyard.
1: And is that what kind of soil type has uh, Monte Crosetta got? The vineyard
0: in Monte Crosetta, we have all pergola, and we grow all the vines uh, for the Amarone, Corvina, Corvinone, and Rondinella. Also, a little bit of Molinara, because we are still working with these uh, graves.
1: And that's on limestone, isn't it? The soil is it quite rocky?
0: The soil is the soil is uh, calcareous. You know, we have uh, two vineyards: uh, one close to Verona and one close to the the cellar, that are made with uh, a lot of stones. But it is uh, a soil that is born more from the from the sediment of the, the rivers, Adige close to Verona, and a small river that is here in Fumane. And the other one instead are more calcareous, and so more useful to maintain the humidity and to have uh, better grapes.
1: Just going back to the idea of the pergola, some people think it's very old fashioned, and gives not great quality wine. Why do you think the pergola is still a good way of growing grapes in your region?
0: Actually, we have not only pergola, but also bouillot system. You know, uh, pergola is the typical way to grow the vines in the the past and also now. You you know, when is uh, summer, July, for example, it's time to take away a little bit of leaves from the vines because they have too much leaves. Uh, You can't reach with the treatment of the the branches. And so you take take away the leaves. But what happens that the sun can burn the grapes. And so the grapes became dry. With Pergola, it doesn't happen because the branches are protected from the leaves. And I think it's possible to control the production of the the grapes, to have a good pergola if you want. So we had also some guillo because it was fashion, you know, it was the new way to grow the wine. But uh, my idea is that it's better pergola. But, uh, you know, I'm not so expert. I only It is only my idea. But,
1: I mean, what's the difference in the cost of managing a pergola vineyard and a, 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 a normal, in virgolette, um vineyard. Is it much more expensive with pergola?
0: Yes. Uh, no, it's much expensive, Guillaume, because you have to spend more time to 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 system, to, to work around the, the vines in this way. But you know, sometimes you don't take a lot of care. When you want to produce a good wine, okay, it's important that the cost of growing the grapes, but it's more important to have good grapes. And so you try to work in the way that for you is, bad, is the best.
1: Do you ever get younger younger wine growers who who see what you do and say, "Hang on, actually, even though this is an old system, the pergola, actually, with climate change, maybe it's actually the better choice than um, spaliera." Do people come and speak to you about that?
0: I think so because uh, with pergola the grapes are more protected
1: from hail. Yeah, grandine. Yeah.
0: Yes. Also. From from the air, from the sun, because sometimes the sun is quite heavy for the for the grapes. In a special time during the when the grapes are, are growing and becoming bigger, the, the berries. Tell
1: us a little bit more about some of the wines that you make, and also if you can. Um, some of your favourite foods with your, with your wines?
0: I love uh, the Valpolicella because it's, okay, I love also Marone. Amarone is very important, it's very rich. But the Valpolicella is the easier wine that we produce and is um, it matches with everything. It's also a summer wine. That you can drink a little bit cold, uh, 15, 16 degrees, for example, is good with meat. Is good with fish. Is good with pasta and. uh it's not too much high, the alcohol. I love this wine. And what about the
1: ageability of these wines? If they're getting a little bit of sun and a little bit of shade, you must get good numbers, like in terms of acidity and alcohol. You don't have these very high alcohol wines, here, yeah, and you have nice acidity too.
0: I think the acidity is typical of the, gra- uh, the wine made with the grapes of Valpolicella. This is my idea. Uh, okay, all the alcohol, you know that Valpolicella grapes uh, Don't produce a very alcoholic wine. Uh, They produce fresh, fruity wine. If you want to have a more alcoholic wine, you must dry the grapes. You make Amarone, or you make the second fermentation of Valpolicella on the Amarone Pumans, and you have a ripasso. Tell
1: tell me a little bit about the uh, Reciotto, Melilito.
0: Melilito. Reciotto is... uh, a typical wine. is the wine with the capital letter for all the people of this area, because it is the first important wine born in Valpolicella area. We make the ricciotto with the same grapes that we use for the Amarone. We dry the grapes, minimum one month more than the grapes for the Amarone. So we have a lot of sugar, and during the fermentation, a lot of alcohol, a lot of sugar, the yeast stop working and the wine remains sweet. And we we cool a little bit of the tank also at the end of the fermentation to, to make the, the yeast stop working. So, it's a wine that we are not able to produce every year because sometimes the fermentation goes on, you have Amarone. A but uh, when we are able to have a Ricotto, it's very good because it's sweet but not too much sweet. So is very good with blue cheese, with chocolate with also alone at the end of the meal
1: Just tell us a little bit more about the Sincero
0: Sincero is a, a challenge, all the wines are a challenge but the Sincero particularly Sincero is um, is made with these grapes we are not able to to cool the the, the tank during the fermentation because we produce a, a small quantity of this wine uh, you know without sulfite added uh, we are worried to not be able to to that this wine can last in the time so we make a small production to to sell in maximum two years is uh, it represented the typicity of this uh, of this uh, the, of the great of this area? People love very much this wine. How
1: much do you how much do you produce each year, though? Of that, is it quite small production? Sincero?
0: Oh, you make uh, uh, now that we produce a lot of Sincero, is uh, around three thousand bottles. But uh, we started with one thousand bottles, nine hundred bottles some years at the beginning, because we wanted to introduce this wine and to check uh, what people think about this. And then we we see that they love this, and so we we make a little bit more, but not too much. We know we produce a few bottles in total. We arrive at forty thousand bottles per year. And so Sincero is one of these wines. It doesn't matter if it's not a, a big production.
1: But does it help the fact that you've got these pergola vines which are shading a little bit the grapes, that when you're making an, no added sulfite wine, you've got a juice that has good acid strength or good pH, means that um, it's more naturally able to resist oxidation.
0: We choose the best grapes to be sure to have a good, a good um, fermentation. So, so to have the end a good wine without a problem. And then we try to have, a, to clean everything, to have a very, very clean bottle, very clean um, tanks, uh, uh, what to use to avoid any sort of pollution. But uh, in the bottle, uh, the, the wine seems better one day after you have opened the bottle tongue, than tongue, uh, when you open immediately. And so. Is is a strange wine. It want to taste What do
1: you eat it with then? What's a good dish with the Cinchero? Uh,
0: you can eat uh, pasta. You can eat uh, white meat, uh, like like uh, Valpolicella. Is uh, the alcohol uh, the alcohol arrives at twelve twelve and point and five uh, percent, so it's not very very alcoholic, it's not very strong.
1: Final, final question, how did you meet your husband? The love story, go on, how did you meet him?
0: Uh, oh, it's very, you know, uh, last week we celebrated 55 years of my wedding and uh, I, uh, my husband is two years older than me. We should have uh, been at, uh, at school together but instead, he was sent to a boarding school, and so I remember that um, you know when I, I went to school, they used every morning to to call the name of a students to see what is what was present and what not. And I remember that he wasn't uh, at school, and and then they said he, he doesn't uh, come. He goes to a boarding school, so I didn't meet. After three four years. We celebrated uh, a day for the, all the students of um, the school. And I have a picture with, uh, with him close to me, but I didn't know who he was. After the song, I was already uh, a teacher, uh, and he was a winemaker. We went to a dancing afternoon and we met there uh, and then we started together.
1: Who was the better dancer, him or
0: you? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> very. That's the secret of a good marriage, isn't it? It's um, being very diplomatic.
0: It's, uh, it's difficult to say. We were very poor when we started, so you know, you're yeah, very young. My husband was starting uh, a winemaker, but uh, selling equipments for the winery because uh, he worked for. Uh, Two three years in a winery, but then he started selling some equipments for the wineries and uh, we were at the beginning of uh, of our life when we got married, so uh, we had to work a lot, but we wanted to to arrive uh, to have something our idea to were the same, and so we worked together, we were very close, and we arrived uh, until now with uh, some, some time not very beautiful not, uh, but not always uh, uh, simple uh, living together but okay we are still together
1: <laughs> Excellent Okay Valentina I just want to say thanks very much to you for speaking to us today and telling us all about your wonderful wines and uh, your your love of uh, Pergola and the common sense option that you think it is and also just for telling us a little about your, your family relationship it seems like you're a very good team and we wish you continued
0: cin